Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today, we are talking about washing uh, of the feet of the disciples. You move in your heads. Most of the time you end that and you say, I do because it's we're talking like, about, and then you, you didn't. Today we were continuing, like, but then uh, I'm not going to tell you what we're talking because about. Because then I forgot. Steve's I actually you. just had a so mind. So we are talking about the time that Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And we're going to be in uh, Matthew, John, and Mark today. So we're going to jump around a little bit because uh, the Gospels have slightly different information about the same stories so we can pick up some different mm-hmm. things. Um, but the reality is Jesus didn't just uh, tell us how to live life. He actually showed us. There's a whole right. bunch of things that Jesus did with the disciples and would teach them and, and, and help them to understand. And then the idea was, now you go and do that. Right. Like, you, you know, it's, right. Your uh, turn. <laughs> when I was, when I was a retail manager, it was the, uh, uh, the tell-show-do method. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I want you to do. I'll show you how I want it done. And then I'm going to watch you do it. Yeah. Right? And so Jesus kind of is the same thing. Um, do you want to read Deuteronomy chapter? See, this is why I forgot where we were, what we were talking <laughs> about. Because I'm looking at Deuteronomy because that's where I'm open to going, I forget why yeah. we're here. Because <laughs> we're, we're here in the little introduction. Yes, uh, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. <laughs> 30, okay. verse 15 through 20. Okay. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and holding fast to him. For he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Yeah, so right from the very start, right? Like the very beginning, God is saying, you have a choice to make. Mm. Will you live life according to God's plan and purpose or not? And here's the here's the fallout of these two things, right? And so, if we're to follow through and live with God's way, we need to show love, we need to serve others. And here in the the washing of the disciples' feet, Jesus puts another slant onto this, right? He he takes this time to go with the disciples and to do something to show them what it means to love and to serve. Right. Um, so. And he makes it quite clear. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and there is a now you've got to do something about this. Right. It's kind of there. So let's look at Matthew chapter twenty-two, verses thirty-seven and thirty-nine. Thirty-seven and thirty-nine. Thirty-seven, thirty-eight, and thirty-nine. Oh yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry. And he said to him, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind." 
This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, so here again, Jesus is asked to sum this stuff up, and he goes right back to that Deuteronomy passage and says, this is where we're at. Mm -hmm. um, can you get follow it up with John chapter 13, verses 1 and 2? Now before the feast of the Passover, and when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world and to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During the supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid out his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Just one and two. Oh, did I get, oh, was, I just got <laughs> caught up in it. Oh, yeah, you're going. That's okay. The thing I'm here sorry. Is, is the question is, what is the purpose in life? <laughs> sorry about that. Right? And so right away, Jesus knows that the time has come. The, the Lord's Supper has happened, right? So the final, last supper and the disciples are together and he's sitting with Judas. He's knows that Peter's going to betray him. He knows mm. all of these things. I love how it says when he knows he's going, you know, back to the Father to be with him. Yeah. He's returning to where he came from. Depart out of this world. And we start to realize that Jesus shows love to his disciples by serving them. Mm. Right? By serving them. He's in that last moment where he's actually going to go to the cross and serve in a way that right. no one else can yeah. in love. Yeah. He's now doing something that would have been the basic and most menial of tasks. Right. Um, yes. And, like and, a servant's Yeah. And the question task. becomes for us as believers is, what is the standard and purpose that we live our lives with? Hmm. Right? God calls us to honor and glorify him, to live out those great commandment kind of uh, moments where we're to love our neighbors as ourselves and all of these things. The question is, if we say we believe this, do we actually do it? Do we actually... Yes, because your actions usually will depict what you believe. Right? Like, do we actually... Or portray. Yeah. Do we actually help the people that are around us? Hmm. And, and Jesus takes this and kind of encapsulates it here as the story unfolds. So we're going to continue. John chapter 13, verses 3 to 4. Five. To five. I think I read three and four last time. You did. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking the towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured the water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Yeah, so right away, hmm. Jesus starts to model for us all the things that he's calling us to do, right? So he strips down to basically servant's clothing. And yep. if you think about it, I mean, if you just stop and think about how would you wash feet with the description of what's going on here, mm. um, he's got a basin He's feet. got a basin of water, he's got a rag or a cloth, Yeah. he's got a towel wrapped around him, and he's drying the feet with the towel, it tells us that. Yep. Which means he's probably kneeling, squatting, yep. They're probably sitting, and they're probably putting their foot right into the towel. Right, this is so, probably on his so lap. Or... Kind of like, kind of you know, not too different than like a shoe shine guy. Yeah, yeah. Sitting in front of you while they do their shoes, but the towel would be right around Jesus, wrapped and, around him, and he would be as close to the dirtiest part of them. Yeah. Possible. Yeah, and fully right. like in contact, fully. Yeah. So, surrounded. 
So in that moment, here we have Jesus, the Son of God, giving up all of his rights as king, as Lord, humbling himself and serving. Right. And we know that we're going to get called to do the same. (laughs) So we need to be ready to give up our rights. Right. To humble ourselves Mm -hmm. and serve. Because this is what Jesus did, and he's going to tell us to go do likewise. Right. And Jesus did the job. Of the lowliest servant, right? And mm-hmm. we've, if you've heard a sermon on this before or read anything that, that that alludes to this, the lowest of the low servants did this because well, it was a dirty, dirty job. Yeah, well, and servanthood and and slavery was different in in yeah uh, that time in Israel. Some people were paying off debts, so they weren't really right. like slaves, and some people were slaves because of the Roman culture, and it was a different. Uh, thing, but the least experienced, the lowest mm. of the low, the one with the fewest rights, did this job, mm. right? It was a dirty, nasty, messy thing that they all had to do. Nobody wanted to do yeah, it, and nobody <laughs> wanted to do it. And and here Jesus humbles himself, steps in, mm. and says, "I'll do it. Right. This is the last night on this earth with you. Mm. I'm gonna." wash your feet let me do this and if you stopped and thought about what you would want to do if you knew it was oh your my. last yeah night you know there's songs about wash, it washing what your friend's you feet is probably not high on the list or washing anybody's yeah feet. washing anybody's feet washing your betrayer's feet yeah. is not yeah, high yeah, on the yeah. list okay let's go from john chapter 13 verses 6 to 11 he came to simon peter who said to him lord do you wash my feet jesus answered him What I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, I love Peter, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. And that was why he said, not all of you are clean. Yeah, so Jesus... It's like foreshadowing. I wonder if he even looked at Judas at that moment, you know? You, yeah. Not Um, all are clean and just like the pointed stare. Probably not, but (laughs) I'm just like... So here's that moment again. Like, what would you do? What, Like, if Jesus came and said he wants to wash your feet, I mean, what would you do? I, I... I I get told regularly that my feet are kind of smelly by somebody who is on this podcast regularly. What? That's rude. Just point me out like that. (laughs) I don't love feet, actually. No, and and they're smelly and they're gross. And I mean, after a day day in your shoes walking around, they kind of smell. Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, But imagine God in flesh washing your dirty feet. I can't imagine that we would say much. I would be embarrassed. Well, yeah, you would do the same kind of thing as Peter. You'd be like, Whoa, hold on. I don't like, think no. I'd be like, okay, now watch all of me. Like, that's, Peter's so funny to me. Oh, he's like, he's, he's like, just all or nothing, don't, right? Don't miss don't any parts. Don't stop at my feet. Like, wash all of yeah. me. And and the reality here is Jesus cleans our lives, forgives mm. our sins, and so much deeper and dirtier than what our feet are. Yeah, that is true. Right? This, is what he's a, this is what he's about to go do, is he's yeah. b- about to cleanse the deepest and darkest and nastiest of the things that you hold secret in the depth of your heart and your mind. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna cleanse that. Like you don't worry about don't worry about the rest of you, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Your feet are the dirty part. Yeah. I'm, I'm. This is a symbolic thing. Yeah. You don't get I'm it now. I'm serving you, but you will. And I'm cleansing the dirtiest parts of you. Yeah. This is what I'm gonna do to, tomorrow. 
right? This is what yeah, he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Without saying. Which is why he says, you don't understand now, but afterward. Yeah. And so will. now on this side of the cross, understanding what Christ has done, we realize that every single day we are washed and cleansed by Jesus, by mm. the blood that he shed at the cross for right. the forgiveness of our sins, right? Yeah. We're reconciled to him and we're brought back. And that's why when he says to Ju- about Judas, you know, one of you is not clean. Because Judas was refusing. Judas, Judas was not yeah. not living in that way. He was going to betray Jesus. Yeah. And, I mean, I've talked about this before. I don't know if it's on the podcast or just with people. But the reality yeah. is everybody was reinstated after failing Jesus. Yep. Yep. I am confident yep. that had Judas come to Jesus well, had he to repented? repent, yeah. he would have been forgiven. Yeah. Even though he betrayed him. Yeah. Right. And no, 100%. But that's not, I think so too. That's not the 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 track that Judah, Judas went on. And Jesus life. here says it like one of you is not walking the yeah. same way. One of you is very very different. Yeah. Let's look at John uh, chapter thirteen verses twelve to seventeen. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, "Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am." If I then, your teacher, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is no greater than his master, nor is a master greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So it goes from knowing to doing. Knowing to doing. Mm. Jesus called the disciples to wash each other's feet. And and, and yeah. uh, by domino effect, he calls us to wash each other's feet. Yeah, I mean, it's not something we really do no. in our world anymore. Like, you don't ask people to that. take off their shoes and wash their feet before they come in your so house. Weird. They think you're super, weird. super weird. At least not in our culture. I don't know if you live. Somewhere oh, that's, that's true. Our culture. If you live sure. somewhere dusty, dirty that has sandals as the way. Be different. I guess that's that's mm-hmm. might be something that you do. But the reality is. We, we are called to serve one another this way. And uh, yeah, to serve really each other. What, it, what is the question? Uh, it wasn't that long ago in, in the book of John that the disciples were arguing about who was the greatest and who was mm-hmm. going to get to sit at the mm-hmm. right hand of Jesus. And like they were arguing about how great they were going to be. And now Jesus is saying, forget great. Yeah. Who's going to serve? Yeah. Who's well, and not love? only that, who's gonna, who is going to not be afraid of the dirty and the ugly yeah. and the gross? Like you need to be in this together. Yeah. Who's who's gonna be willing to do the dirty work? Yeah. In the background. Yeah. yeah. Not for the applause and the praise. That's right. Right. And and uh, so often we get these things mixed up in churches where we we celebrate mm. the people who get to stand up front or right. the people who talk or the people who sing or play. Yeah. The people who are out. Whatever. And we like for, obviously. And we forget the person that. Mops the floor. At the oh my goodness! But I don't forget the person that cleans the kitchen. Takes out the, the person that the garbage from the bathroom. Oh, okay. Well, that That's, yeah. You know, like there's so many jobs there's, that I'm have like, to happen. So appreciated. So, full disclosure: we rent a building <laughs> for our church, and uh, uh, our church is fantastic. The people just jump mm. in and clean up, and they are there to serve, oh. and they do all sorts of things. They are amazing. Um, by virtue of the fact that I have the key for the door. Yeah, we always do the garbage. Um, <laughs> I'm last. Yeah. I, we're the last to leave. And and uh, we we catch all those things. Like yeah. you suddenly see, oh, 
we missed mopping this spill out. We right. didn't sweep that little spot. The garbage but in the bathroom didn't get grabbed. When but there's so many things that do get caught. The kitchen is clean. Yeah. Because there's, been a, there's a few ladies that clean the kitchen, and they're faithful, and they're amazing, and, and they, I love them, and I appreciate them, and I'm so thankful for them. And when they're not there... Yeah. I really notice because, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're tired, everything else is cleaned up and you go into the kitchen and you realize, oh, okay, all the yeah. coffee, all the oh, stuff, it still has not, to be cleaned yeah. up. It's a big job. It's, and yet they do is. it week after week, just so with that servant heart, just and I think to bless that's, us. And I think that's the, the modern equivalent, right? So here we've got yeah, Jesus fair. stepping in and serving his disciples by washing their feet and so often there's things that we see that need to get done and somebody would be blessed if we would just yeah, do it. Yeah. And are you going to be the kind of follower of Christ who just does just it? Just jumps in and does it. Not, not for praise. You're not looking for somebody yeah. to pat you on the back. You're not looking for somebody to ask you to do it yeah. or or put in the you know the bulletin like, hey, thank <laughs> you so-and-so for Accolades. you doing such a great job. Yeah. But you're just willing to jump in and do that menial dirty task but necessary and important to get it done so that other people can stand over in the corner and talk about jesus yeah or or somebody can be praying for somebody else somewhere else because Mm -hmm. you take care of that task and that is where i think we're all called and pointed to be going uh by jesus in this Mm -hmm. story about Mm -hmm. the washing of the feet yeah okay so last uh last thing mark chapter 10 verses 42 to 45 And Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's an Awana verse right there. Yeah, it's a a Bible verse. It's a Bible verse. I I memorized it in Awana when I was a kid. Yeah, no, it's a good one. Um, So Jesus came to serve and expects us to do it as well. Yeah, no, very clearly. And this is is the, you know, it's hard, particularly as a pastor, to look at people and say, it's time for you to serve. It's time for you to do something. It's time for you to serve. If if you're going to church and you're consuming, you're missing what's going on here. And you're missing um, so much of the joy in being part of something, yeah, actively we're, serving. We're called. Um, hmm. So first off, if you're at church, that's you're great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>, because <laughs> if you go all the way back to our One Another series, oh, yes. uh, we're not to give up meeting together. Mm. You know, we're to be together. Yeah. Uh, it's, know, yeah, clearly outlined in scripture. That's an outlined yeah. thing. Um, so being there is super important. Yes. Once you get there, yeah. serving is also super important. Yes. And it's not because, you know, there's not somebody else who could do the job. It's because our hearts need to be reminded that mm. the greatness that Christ calls us to is not in sitting up front and being in a position of power and authority, but it's being a servant yeah. in that first to last yeah. kind of paradigm, right? And it's like... Um, People in our church have figured it out. It's a smaller church, so we can just still do stuff like potlucks and those kinds right. of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I eat last, mm-hmm. and people are always like, "Why, like, pastor?" Unless did, did somebody brings dumplings, and then it, you sneak a couple of those first. Actually, <laughs> I go last enough that there are people I who, know. when they bring something special and they want me to have yeah, some, yeah, they, they pull it aside yeah. and save it for me. Yeah, I know. And that right there is the—that's where I was going. 
That is the perfect example of why you serve. Yep, that's right. Because there is a reward that is unexpected. I never expect somebody to put something aside for me because they're worried about whether or not I'll get some. You'll get some. Well, because they know I'm that just, you like it. I'm. They just see. They see the serving. Yeah. They see the willingness to be last. They yeah. see the willingness to put other people first, and they go, "No, no, no! I'm going to serve that person." Yeah. And then you turn into this wonderful vortex swirlingness of people <laughs> serving each other. <laughs> yeah, it's right? true. It is and, true. And we do. We have great people who love to serve one another and use their gifts to bless each other. And that's what we're called to do mm. is figure out what brings you joy when you serve, like what way, and then dive into that. If yeah. you're a teacher, teach the scriptures. If you're a, if you love kids, yes, get, get involved kids. with the, with the kids. If you love music, make music. If you love stacking chairs, stack chairs. But find something important. that is resonating with your, your spirit and your soul and your body and your mind mm. and serve for the joy of just serving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To free and and it's, all for Je- it's all for Jesus. Like it's, yeah. it's not for anything other than to serve him and serve the body. Yeah, it's easy to get kind of trapped by the spotlight. It and, can be. And, and you, you start to realize, oh, like, I'm a pretty big deal. <laughs> like, unless you don't like that. Unless you don't Sometimes like that. Sometimes it's nice to not um, have to be I have there. To, I have to point out to people all the time, give me a personality test. I will probably mm-hmm. score on the introverted side. You do, yes. I don't want to stand up in front of groups and talk to them all the time. Yeah. And yet here I am the pastor. And, um, and here you are talking all the time. And here I am talking all the time. <laughs> and for I'm quite a good while. at talking. <laughs> I'm really, except for reading, sometimes I stumble over my words. It's because you talk fast. I think yeah, I have the same I problem. I am very fast. So, yeah. But it's easy to get kind of trapped by the spotlight. Like you just, mm-hmm. you want to, like it's nice to be mm-hmm. up there and seen and heard. And we need to combat that by yeah. having places where we serve kind unseen. of unseen. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, one of my favorite ministry things that I've ever done uh, was way back in Bible college. I was in oh. student leadership. I did all sorts of stuff. But one of my favorite things was uh, street ministry. And it was only a couple of us that were allowed to go because it was a little bit on the sketchy side. Right, right. Uh, but just wander- well, inner city stuff, right? wandering down back alleys of a, of a decently large city. Looking for people that needed something better than a cardboard box and a yeah. dark alley to sleep in, yeah. and trying to and help to them eat. get to a place that was warm and safe. Uh, but to do that, you couldn't be warm or safe yourself, yeah. right? And you had to kind of walk into those spots. And there was very few people that knew that we did it, and there was very few people that knew. Uh, I think there's very few people who would be willing but, to do it as but well. But it was so outside of the spotlight. Yeah, that it was just it was one of those spots that was was just so good for your uh, soul, my soul yeah. to, to do because mm. it was serving and serving people that couldn't give me anything back. There yeah, was literally that's right. nothing. Right? That's fair. Um, so the question becomes, how often do you find a place where you can serve where you're getting nothing in return except mm. for the joy of serving, except for the joy of submitting to yourself, humbling yourself giving up your rights, just like Jesus did when he washed the disciples' feet or when he went to the cross, mm-hmm. and serving someone else for nothing other than the fact that you love Jesus. Yeah. Uh, you don't even have to love them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It helps. 
it, but well, it helps, but you don't even have to know them. in the context of serving, mm. you will grow to love them. That's true, too. And, and that's one of those things, right? It's it's how often do we find places where we can serve when nobody is watching what we're doing at all? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's great. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Until next time.